0: a joy it is to be together this morning on Christmas. And singing, it's a bit of a workout behind a mask, but uh, (laughs) worth it. So our next reading is from Luke 1, 26 to 38. One month later, God sent the angel Gabriel to the town of Nazareth in Galilee with a message for a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to Joseph from the family of King David. The angel greeted Mary and said, "'You are truly blessed. The Lord is with you.' Mary was confused by the angel's words and wondered what they meant. Then the angel told Mary, "'Don't be afraid. God is pleased with you, and you will have a son. His name will be Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of God Most High. The Lord God will make him king.' As his ancestor David was, he will rule the people of Israel forever and his kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, how can this happen? I'm not married. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come down to you and God's power will come over you. So your child will be called the Holy Son of God. Your relative Elizabeth is also going to have a son, even though she is old. No one thought she could ever have a baby, but in three months she will have a son. Nothing is impossible for God. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it happen as you have said. And the angel left her.
1: Thank you, Amy, uh, for reading that to us. And uh, who can believe that it is Christmas Day? I really had a, an epiphany yesterday, would you believe? Um, oh, Christmas Day is actually tomorrow. It really has come up fast, hasn't it? And uh, of course, we've had um, another challenging year uh, on top of another challenging year. And, um, and so there is much to, uh, to come and to give thanks for, also to perhaps lament for a little bit. Um, some of us are perhaps a little bit heavier than they once were a couple of years ago and certain stools... Um, don't seem to hold them up any longer, um, but it has been there for a long time, that's store, a very long time, and uh, we're not too far from the coast, and rust sets in, and uh, if it wasn't me, it was going to be someone like Josh Hayes, you know, it would have been any one of us, there you go. Uh, well, keep your Bibles open there, look, the story's familiar to us, isn't it, the Christmas story, really familiar, um, profoundly historical, there's, um, there's absolutely no question about that, amongst uh, all of the world's leading scholars, uh, theologians and historians who have no vested personal interest, Um, it's remarkable and it continues to impact us year in and year out. But uh, I wonder at the start of this year, and particularly on this Christmas, maybe a few of us have got this question buzzing around our mind. In in light of what's been going on in our world and in our parts of the world, and look, we've had it really easy, really, compared to most people in, in the world, what on earth is God up to? Has that question kind of been in your mind at any point over these last couple of years? What on earth is God up to? Well, maybe that's not you. Maybe you're someone um, who only loosely perhaps tips the hat uh, to the fact that there may even be or may not be a God in the first place who's in control of this world. Um, And and maybe the experiences we've suffered again over these past couple of years sort of only confirms that that kind of doubt and, and suspicion... But maybe you ask similar questions. Well, why all the suffering? Why so much uncertainty? Why all the trouble? Well, today we as Christian people celebrate the reality that God was, in fact, up to something unique and miraculous in his world at Christmas time. And that's what we gather uh, to celebrate today the fact that, um, that life has often, um, if not always, been actually uncertain. In fact, Pick a time in history when, for at least a significant number of people somewhere in the world, life wasn't uncertain and troublesome and difficult. And yet we know and celebrate, as do millions and millions of people, billions of people in fact, around the globe, that God is very much amongst us and a part of every experience we go through in this life. And often, he's most especially amongst us, or he's there at least saying, hey, I'm here, when things are there at their rock bottom worst. At Christmas time, we celebrate that God himself was born. It's so unique, it sets Christianity apart from any other religion or philosophy on planet Earth that an all-powerful, all-knowing creator God would become one of his own creation in order to save them and rescue them and identify with them. In the form of uh, the baby Jesus uh, being born under pretty scrupulous circumstances, to a teenage girl who was only engaged to a carpenter, Joseph, from a small, unremarkable town called Nazareth, that in this little babe, God had in fact put on flesh and become one of us for a purpose. And often we we miss that, you know, it gets kind of lost, the nativity scene, um, with all the other things that kind of consume our minds and marketing Uh, around Christmas time, you know, Christmas trees, snow-covered scenes of reindeers from the Northern Hemisphere with red noses, Um, maybe the, you know, the excessive um, shopping and and consumption that we often battle with. And in the midst of that, we can really miss this historical event and its significance as to what God was up to at the time and what he's continuing to be up to as a result of the birth of Jesus. We celebrate these historical events because 2,000 years ago, uh, we trust that by faith, the birth of Jesus absolutely changed the course of history and it continues to impact the world profoundly. His birth was unique, it's a a one-of-a-kind and it revealed to all of us what God was up to. So as we summarise, Christmas has always been and will continue to be, however we celebrate it and whatever day we choose to celebrate it, it'll always be about God and what He has done, His action in this world and what He's done for real. And this morning we want to spend just a few minutes focusing on this familiar story and I want to just talk about three things that we believe as Christians that God was up to. Nothing new here for those of us of faith and probably nothing new for those who uh, at least understand in part uh, what Christianity and, and Judaism itself is even about. But worth reminding ourselves again. The first one is this, that God took an amazing risk because of his love for people. Have a think about the circumstances into which God became one of us through the person of jesus think about joseph and mary what they faced leading up to the birth of this miraculous child they were about a week's journey from where they had to get to because of a government census requiring all people to report to their district of origin it seems um even back then governments loved the idea of finding out what people are up to and you know um, helping them helping us live our lives and so on um, but think about the trauma of this trip upon a late-term mother traveling north Uh, or wherever she travels, uh, not north, traveling on rough roads for this length of time. The baby could have arrived at any moment, she would have had to have delivered it on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere Um, and even when Mary did go into labour, we know the story, it's all very familiar, this couple had nowhere to go, no room, no welcome it seemed in any respectable place of accommodation. I'm sure we'd all like to think that if a heavily pregnant woman going into labour and a husband, partner, fiancé knocks on the door uh, desperately asking for help, we'd drop everything, wouldn't we? You know, it's it's quite, it's interesting times. But the best that this couple could find was a shelter where animals are kept and fed. Hardly a fitting place for a maternity ward. And, And then added to this scene in Matthew's Gospel a little bit later on from our reading earlier on, Uh, It tells us that after the birth of Jesus, King Herod, the local ruler, became threatened uh, by talk of a new king. He was uh, well and truly uh, significantly affected by his own hubris and uh, significant mental health issues, Um, uh, and uh, he was suspicious, and so he did the, the unthinkable, a ghastly thing that people with unchecked power often tend to do. And he ordered that all infant males be put to death in order to eradicate uh, that chance of there being any real threat. I mean, we've got to remember that the birth of Jesus occurred at this tumultuous, uncertain time in the world. Things, there was a lot of risk for God to be choosing this time of history and yet the Scriptures remind us that it was at the right time, at the appointed time, God became one of us and sent Jesus into our world. So God took an amazing risk when sending Jesus. A number of things could have gone horribly wrong, humanly speaking just in the lead-up to his birth and in those first few years afterwards. But Christmas reminds us of God's amazing love for the world and the extent to which he would go for the risk that he would take in order to bring salvation and redemption to us. In the words of the angel Gabriel to the confused and frightened Joseph, do not be afraid. Mary will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins the account of what happened at that first christmas shows us beyond reasonable doubt the extent of god's love for redemption to bring back into relationship all of us who are so cut off from him and struggle to understand our purpose and meaning in life if we accept what it was that god was doing well secondly god understands the pain and suffering that many people experience in this life. In fact, that all of us at some point will experience in this life. The good news of the Christian story uh, doesn't just stop with God's love and commitment to us. It also speaks deeply deeply to us of God's intimate knowledge of us and his personal experience with the same things that we go through, the same sufferings and the same pain, which many of us know all too well. God is truly with us. Uh, The word, that beautiful word, Emmanuel, with us, God, was declared... Uh, to be a name of Jesus, God truly with us in the circumstances of our lives. Think about Mary again, how terrified and confused she must have felt when hearing the news from the angel Gabriel of what it was God was going to do in and through her. Utterly terrified. How, How many questions must she have had? about those details and when you read it again um, through their second reading there in luke it's so definite and clear as to what's happening you know when, when an angel of the lord a messenger of of the creator god turns up and says um, god's going to do this he will do this and you will do that and this you know she, she's a she's a committed devout jew she knows it's going to happen right god doesn't just make things up or guess or you know when when that that's a serious thing he's going to do she would have been utterly terrified and confused. Her world would have been turned right upside down. Loneliness, no doubt, definitely social ridicule and isolation, facing uncertainty, potentially devastating future. In fact, she said to Joseph, hey, Joseph, have nothing to do with me. All I know is God's up to something and it wasn't you, it was him. uh, And, you know, you you, you don't have to follow through with, with marrying me. That's how distraught she was. Well, Christmas can be a time, especially, for some of us, for many of us perhaps, of loneliness as well, of devastation, of things that's happened in our lives in personal ways. Um, Think about this morning, perhaps families no doubt here uh, who've lost a loved one since last Christmas. For the person who has newly become single after a relationship breakup. For the person who still um, hasn't found the relationship that that they're longing for and praying for. What about for couples who are perhaps trying but unable to have children? For parents and children who are separated uh, by distance or walls or bad choices or in our time, um, closed borders? What about, uh, what about elderly, uh, the elderly amongst us? Separated um, or suffering loss of a spouse after many joyful years of faithful marriage? What about the family who's really done it tough, particularly over these last two years, and they're thinking, How I maybe just got through those? How on earth am I going to get through whatever's coming next? Well, the Christmas story promises all people in these situations hope. It promises us hope and it promises us life and life to the full, even in the midst of those circumstances. It promises us redemption. It promises us reconciliation with God and therefore with each other in these relationships. And it even promises us, strangely, joy in the midst of these things. In the words, again, of the angel Gabriel, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So the Christmas story is about the birth of a baby who wouldn't stay that way, he would grow up and he would go on to lead an extraordinary life, although by all Sense and purposes, a fairly unremarkable one in terms of holding no political office or n- n- no successful business, or he seemed to be a person um, very much at, at the, the the lower socio-economic um, part of society. But even so, we get glimpses throughout the Gospels. As an adoles- adolescent, um Jesus would go on to amaze the greatest philosophers and and theologians and scholars of the day at the the Jerusalem in- the-, the-, the Temple in Jerusalem, uh, you know, like twelve years of age, and he's debating with them. and and you know, I always love that story, you think. Why are they debating? Wouldn't you at some point go, why am I debating with a 12-year-old? Go to your room, right? Um, They never did that. Obviously, he held their attention. Obviously, he had completely gripped their intellect to go, wow, we're interacting here. We're dialoguing. That was at the age of 12. As an adult in villages that he passed through, and we read accounts of him transforming lives with his profound teaching that just turned the social norms on their heads and, 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 and lifted people up. His authority over diseases uh, over demons or the, the demonic the, the the spiritual realm um, and, and of course um, uh, over injustices that he overturned in society those of low social uh, standing who live without meaning and hope will find that in jesus christ god's son there is hope there is value that's added to their lives The poor will be valued and given dignity. The powerful will be challenged and they'll be brought down and leveled. Children will be loved and cared for and honoured, as will all vulnerable people amongst us. Yet beyond all that this baby will do or say, there stands this daunting and looming end to his life that he knows full well, by the way, awaits him. And this will happen after a mockery of a court hearing, Um, He's finally got the governing, ruling, um, godless, secular powers offside. He's even got his own religious ruling powers offside. And it comes to a head as he is tried um, undeservedly for crimes that he didn't commit. And eventually he was led away to face a horrific execution death on a Roman cross. And yet we realise that in the midst of this tragic end to his life, after three short years of public ministry, mind you... That that is exactly the plan and purpose God had for himself in Christ Jesus to do for us in this world. And so right the way through we see that God in Jesus knows and understands our human pain. The worst of it. Many things that none of us have yet actually experienced. Because he's personally lived it and he's experienced it himself in his humanness. So be encouraged. Know this today that God understands whatever it is you're going through in terms of the pain, in terms of the suffering, that you and many other people may suffer perhaps in silence or perhaps it's well known to those that you share it with. And perhaps your situation today is actually a lot closer to the heart of God than you've perhaps possibly understood or might have acknowledged before. If you're thinking about Christmas presents, what about this one? What better day to give your life to God as a Christmas present? In response to what he's done for you. God took a risk because he loves you, he loves me, God understands our pain and our suffering and lastly God offers life-giving hope to everyone because of Jesus. You see as the baby Jesus grew up and lived and taught and loved and suffered, he was put to death but ultimately God didn't leave him there. The greatest miracle, even greater than the incarnation, the birth of Jesus, would bring him back to life through resurrection. So having put to death our sins, making the way back for God uh, possible for all of us, Jesus goes and conquers death itself, makes a mockery of it and and he takes away its hopelessness, its cruel final power and he replaces it with this, this new and fulfilling life, life everlasting. A life that starts right now in this rotten age and will continue on into the age to come for all eternity. You know, over this past year, we've been reminded again of hopelessness, haven't we? I don't know but you, I certainly feel it. You know, when sort of things... I'm trying not to mention it. When, when things are always looming over your head, things can change at any moment, and rules and regulations and all these... And, and the, the, the politicising and the effect it's having on people and on relationships and so on. It's been uh, a year where perhaps we've felt hopelessness maybe for the first time, or you've felt it again... For a worse time. So many things happening, changing on a daily basis. We're left perplexed and questioning the goodness and reality of God. And it seems we're not really out of the woods yet. Um, You know, one person, a very wise young lady, said to me just recently, um, We kind of find ourselves at the end of 2021 and we're staring down the barrel of 2022. And she said, Let's hope that's not 2022, 2020 part two. You know, they're just in this kind of loop and we're just going backwards. Did you get that? Come on, a bit of a response. Okay, I got it. It was a great dad joke and it connected with me as a dad. Anyway, we're staring down the barrel of another year, 2022. Let's hope it's not 2020 part 2. But we know full well, don't we? That only certainty, the only certainty we can know and have is to expect more uncertainty in the months and years to come perhaps. And yet despite that, because of Jesus, Because of that first Christmas when he came into the world, there is now a source of rock-solid and certain hope that that we hold on to, that we stand upon, that we're grounded in by faith as we trust Jesus. The hope is there for us to reach out and receive. A hope given freely at that first Christmas and I hope that is available every day since. As the angels would announce to the shepherds in an equally uncertain and suffering world, again, do not be afraid I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, peace on earth and goodwill upon those God favours. This kind of hope is more than just a nice idea. It's more than just fuzzy, warm, glowing, uh, angelic um, hosts beaming things at us. Uh, this is the kind of hope that is life-transforming on a daily basis and that can make our world a better place. So Christmas is about hope. And this story reminds us and it promises hope to us who are in desperate need for it. It promises a hope that can and has the potential to transform our circumstances, sometimes not change them, but certainly transform us and our response to them in the midst of it. Because Christmas is ultimately about the coming of God, the first coming of God into this world, the beginning of a new life, beginning of a new plan, a new way of living offered through the life, death and death and burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So folks, uh, whoever you are, wherever you're from, this Christmas, we are again invited to reflect upon what our response to this Christ child might be. What's your response? I know many, perhaps most here today, have made a, a faithful response, a faith of response, uh, a response of faith, and they perhaps continue to do so each and every day, um, or maybe every few months, uh, as, you, as you focus a refocus again but maybe there's some of us here who haven't made that kind of response what response are you going to make the very real miracle of jesus coming into our world so that we might have hope fullness of life is an event that requires some kind of response god took an incredible risk he paved the way for us to reconnect with him and it's up to us to respond to this free invitation to join with him to trust his son, Jesus, the resurrected living one who rules and reigns and who will return for a second and final time. We're invited to get on board with the new life in the meantime, that he came to live and that he came to give. And what better day to make a response than on this day, the day we mark as a time to remember and celebrate his birth. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, on this wonderful day that we celebrate the birthday of your son, Jesus Christ, we come to remember and give thanks for him, and as we do, we marvel at the length that you went to in order to open the way for relationship with you. Heavenly Father, this Christmas we acknowledge that we live lives often filled with all kinds of concerns, of uncertainties, of struggles, of heartache. We acknowledge that all too often we fall short of your loving plans for us. And so once again, we seek your forgiveness and in confidence uh, we trust for that and take hold of who we are in Christ Jesus, new creations, born again. Help us to place you first in our lives. Help us to order everything according to the life and teachings that you've given us and shown us in Jesus. I want to thank you this morning for your immeasurable love for our world, demonstrated ultimately in you becoming one of us, in dying and resurrecting may we celebrate well today with family and friends may we know your very real presence among us still today and we ask above all for the joy the joy that only you can give and that it be our strength we offer this prayer in the name of jesus our lord and our savior amen